Ah, welcome back. Season two. Keeping it real with Chuck Liddy and the big fella. And, uh, well, I just can't wait for tonight's show, to be honest. I'm pretty excited. Our old mate Chuck, we're going to get to it in a minute. And uh, just looking forward to uh, to what uh, transpires over the next 45 minutes or so. Strap yourself in. We might have to go to Timmy Ludeman first, I think, tonight. Every kid in Australia loves that Timmy song, and so does that man, Timmy Ludeman. We say a very good evening to you. How are you, buddy? Good, big fella. How are you travelling? Mate, I'm going good, and I uh, must admit, I'm probably a little bit like you, uh, Ludy. When uh, a few messages kind of got flung around this afternoon, uh, I must admit I got a little bit more pep in my toe, uh, a little bit more pep in my step, because... Uh, <laughs> The great man, and we're not going to give too much away. Um, Chuck Berry's got uh, some funny, funny stuff that's gone on over the last uh, couple of days. Ludy, hasn't he? Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing these ones. He didn't let on too much, but um, if they're half true, the rumours, then um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting night tonight. Yeah, rumours, that's uh, what they are. Let's introduce the great man. Well, it's a big show. Oh. <laughs> and I reckon, I reckon the big show might be back in town. Darren Berry, we say a very good evening. How are you, big fella? I couldn't be any worse, to be perfectly honest, boys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm uh, suffering from depression, that is true. Uh, I'm in a wheelchair, that is true. <laughs> and uh, all because uh, after our last show, we had Ship it on, uh, delivered by Chuck Sarker. The two of you said that you'd come up with a big guest for tonight, so I've been looking forward to it. And big fella, you said you had a connection to Viv Richards, the greatest, the master blaster. <laughs> yes. The master blaster. Now, if we couldn't get Viv, we had to get something very close to it. So I don't know whether you've produced Viv. Then I heard that Tim Ludeman was on the scouting trail to get a couple of really big names on for us. So just tell me, please, to try and pick me up out of my wheelchair. Tell me who we've got tonight. Yeah, no, it's just us. It's just us three, okay? We're going to chew the fat and we're going to sit back and we're going to enjoy each other's company. Viv Richards, I can't just pluck Viv out over a week. You've got to let me have a little bit of time, like, just to kind of, you know, put the feelers out and, and send a few messages yep. here and there. Here and, there. And, and, and you never know. Like, I'm hopeful that we're going to get Sir Viv on at some stage. So we haven't got the master blaster. Ludie, what have you produced for us? Please tell me that you have got maybe another episode of Travis Head after a double hundred (laughs) for South Australia. There was rumours circulating that we might have had Lee Matthews, uh, a second episode of Jonathan Brown. Ludie, tell me who you've produced. (laughs) Darker, I've got nothing because I was told and assured that Shuey would have Viv Richards this week. <laughs> I prepared nothing. I will have someone. I will you have someone. I promise you, next show, now, I will have someone. Now, listen. Possibly now, our biggest guest yet. Listen, Chuck, you can back me up here, right? You know how hard it is to get big names at times. Like, it's it's not easy. You've got to put the groundwork in. Ludie, you have been putting the groundwork in. With Dennis Cometti, I reckon, for just about 12 months. Like, are we any closer to getting DC? Uh, I think he's a chance, but when he heard that <laughs> I take the piss out of him by impersonating, he would certainly did drag it down a bit. 
<laughs> think he's a chance. I tell you who we might be able to get now, though, Bruce McAvaney. Now that he oh. hung up the microphone, yeah. old Bruce. Was it that? Was it? Did that come from left field or what, boys? I must admit, I was shocked when I heard the news this morning. Give him a call. Yeah, I was a bit shocked. I was. A, I was a bit shocked. Oh, surely he's. I was thinking about today. Surely he's got to be the most significant broadcaster in Australian history. Surely. Yeah, and he's not going away. He's still going to do the Olympics and the racing and all that kind of stuff, but just no footy calling. Do you reckon it was made? Do you reckon the call was made by someone else or what? I don't, I, uh, Chuck might be able to answer and probably Stewie. Not the same hierarchy as K Rock, are they, Chuck? <laughs> very, I imagine very calling. I imagine calling a game of footy takes a fair bit of out, out of you with nah, illness and everything else. I imagine it, it'd be hard work compared to the horse racing and, and the ones that are a little bit slower, I suppose, in the Olympics. Do you know, it's a fair point, and, and people might laugh at this, but like, I only call Hamden League down here in uh, the Hamden League Live on 3YBFM, but we're in the box from 12 o'clock till kind of half past five. Like, it's a solid old day, and I've got, you know, a bloke in my year all day. Uh, Chuck, you'll attest to this, but it's 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 mentally draining, isn't it? On a Saturday night, you don't want to do a great deal. Very, very much so, and uh, it's only those of us, uh, Stewie, that have been in the commentary box that can relate to Bruce McAvaney's pain. Uh, he has done it for a long time, and on a serious note, uh, he's 67 years of age. Yeah, I know correct. Uh, the great Absolutely. Ricky Benno, the great man, went for a little longer, but uh, Bruce has done a lot, you know, you name it. He's done it, Melbourne Cups, Olympic Games, Commonwealth Games, AFL Grand Final Test. I mean... He's the greatest. He's the guru in my lifetime of broadcasting. Whether yeah. you love or hate his style, for me, he is the voice of sport for me in, in this yeah. country. Uh, so well done to the great Bruce McAvaney, although we deflect back to our guests. So I'm just going through the list of episodes, uh, series <laughs> one. Mm. Uh, Chad Sayers, produced by Darren Berry. Dangerfield, <laughs> I'll, I'll give that to Ludeman. Nathan Lyon, Berry. Mark Leishman, I'll give that to the big fella. Tim McGrath, Berry. Uh, John O'Brown, the big fella. Shane Warne, Berry. Luke Hodge, Berry. Greg Ritchie, Berry. Trevor Gleeson, uh, Warnable Connection, big fella. Sharni Layton, Hodge Berry. Glenn Archer, was Berry. Mine. Wayne Phillips, Berry. Andrew Gay, Berry. Jason Richardson, Berry. Simon Goose. <laughs> Jason are Richardson, you Berry. Are going to produce a guest? <laughs> you, uh, you've, you've made that up. You have made that up. Was Hodge Bourne or yours, Ludie? I thought it was, was definitely mine. Oh. I reckon Hodge, okay. Hodge Payne. Hodge Payne oh, Tim Payne off our top three from Ludeman. Now, I'm going to tell you too, I've been dropping it down here, uh, you know, when the read over, because it's a massive redevelopment down here and uh, an amazing cricket wicket uh, just about to go in. Uh, 2020 clash down here, and I might have dropped over the weekend, uh, maybe on air too, that uh, you know you boys are keen to get a uh, 2020 down here, and I might have dropped SK Warren's name, but possibly you know Chuck reckons he can. <laughs> you, you drop that name. You just drop that name all your life. We got zero uh, chance of getting that. Oh uh, come on! Surely, if it's a 20 over game, that might suit a little better because <laughs> I mean, I just I'm looking at that guest list. I mean, there's a pretty good guest list for series one. Mm. We're now. We've had Greg Ship at the start of Series 2. Uh, I'll just put Barry, Barry next to that one as well. So the scorecard of guests, we had 23 shows, I think, in the first uh, lot. Uh, 18 crap. guests provided by Barry. 18. Uh, Cut three, it out. Three by Ludeman and two by the big fella. Oh, That's how we roll at the moment. I've given you big, Leishman. Big fella. Leishman and Gleeson on the big fella's and list. And Brown. Big fella, oh, you realise why Chuck has all this time to get us guests? 
Yeah, I know. Because every coaching job he's had, he gets sacked. He's <laughs> yeah. got so much spare well, time. Well, let's go to it, Ludes. You've just uh, you've now, just segued beautifully. There, boys, before you segue, <laughs> because I know where you're going to go, and uh, this is a very touchy subject, and only because you two are ringing me on this, we'll talk about it. But we couldn't get the master blaster, Ludy. Instead, we've got the fat blaster. <laughs> I brought those tablets once, one long time ago, and it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> the old fat blasters, they were a fake. Hey, what happened, Chuck? Come on, mate. Like, yeah, just just run it. Like, tell us who you're coaching or who you were coaching. <laughs> Don't laugh at that. Don't laugh at my misfortune, you bloke. So many, so many kicks a man can take. How do you get How the ass from down there, mate? Seriously, you're a Victorian captain, mate. How do you get the ass from? <laughs> What do you reckon your chances are of getting the renegades job now? What do you reckon? Gone absolutely through the roof. I'm not telling a lie, you should be coaching the renegades, and I'm fair income on that. Ludeman assistant, I'll be your little team manager. Imagine we'd have that team up and <laughs> little team manager. <laughs> we'll Big have your four. Now listen, what's happened, mate? Come on. What's that? You you've right. been relegated, is that right? But what are you laughing at? Mate, do you know this that, is, you know this that is a very, very proud club with Inchula? They'll be listening to this history. and you're laughing. <laughs> What's happened, mate? What's happened? Proud, proud club with a massive history and relegation. What, Tim, what, Tim, what, Tim, Tim, <laughs> Tim, if you just really want to add to the pain, all right, 158 years the club has been in operation. 158 years and the club has never, never, are you hearing me? Never been relegated from Division One to Division Two. Oh no! So how does that happen, Chuck? How does this happen? Fair to say, last week uh, we're leading into the last round of the year. Mornington are playing Sorrento now. Sorrento are good, you know. They're the sort of posh hobnobs down at the end of the Mornington Peninsula. They got all the cash. All the big boys live down there now. Uh, and uh, they got all the gun recruits. They're a pretty good side. So we're up against a good team. And uh, the other two teams, just to paint the picture for you two, because I'll try my best <laughs> to make you laugh tonight. And the only reason I'm doing it is because I've been crying for two days. Uh, <laughs> as you know, uh, your co-host here, I retired from first-class cricket in 2004. 2004. Oh, 16 years uh, boys, ago. Boys, I have, have not played a game of cricket competitively since. I tell a lie. I played a charity T20 match in Adelaide, but it was a charity game. Like, we'll come down there and have a bit of fun. I mean, you know, a proper, serious game of cricket. So last week, I'm looking at the ladder and I'm looking at Mornington, Mount Eliza and Red Hill. Three clubs down here. <laughs> all stone motherless. All equal on points. And only percentage separating the boys. So going into just, the last just, round, can I can I butt in for a second? This reeks of the big show. Just the big show saying, "I need to play in this match. This is me. Yeah, yeah. I need to win the what game." About me, is... me, 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 me. Yeah, let <laughs> me say the day. This is what's happened. Good call, Ludy. Uh, sad that you're saying that, but you know, pretty true to be honest. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> the club. You know, the one thing in life is to be able to take the piss out of yourself. And uh, I, just for a serious minute, I, I've been seriously, I couldn't go to work today because I was physically, physically unable to. 
unable to walk. I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> mentally I'll get fragile. To it in a minute. And, and mentally, mentally, uh, I don't know, like curled up in the corner. My little dog here at the moment curled up in a little ball. I've been in the fetal position for two days. The reason being, um, as you know, guys, I recruited uh, to try and save our club, Jamie Cox, at 51 years of age, a great uh, Sheffield Shield cricketer. About six weeks ago, he's very fit, unlike you, uh, big fella, and me, not in our prime. Not in... Jamie Cox is like a whippet. So I got him in for a few games to try and save us. Well, he delivered absolute donuts. Four <laughs> games he played for us, Jamie Cox. I batted him at open, four, five, open. He produced shit, nothing. Didn't <laughs> fire a shot. So he rings me last week, right? Actually, top score of 19, I think it was, in four hits. I thought, well, that was a great success for us, wasn't it? Uh, I, I so the juggle, the juggle drums were beating there at the club at that time, I'd say. And because... things were getting a bit tense, I reckon, down at the club. And uh, so last week, Coxie rings me, says, oh, coach, uh, this won't be any uh, shock to you, but he, he's manager of the St Kilda women's footy team. So he said, I'm in the state this week. I can't play the last game, mate. I know it's an important game. And I said, mate, that's sad. And I thought, thanks, guys, for that. Got rid of him. Saved you making the tough call. <laughs> so I did save the tough call. I did give him at the start, a start of his return a pristine Grey Nichols bat, uh, the best bats in the business. Uh, very close to TNF bats, to be uh, be honest with you. It's either TNF or Grey Nichols. Uh, Correct. But what I, uh, what I did, because I was sponsored by Grey Nichols, luckily, my entire life, <laughs> I've got a beautiful bat, Stewie. Never been used. They gave it to me at the start of the year because I was going to play in the over 50s before I did the hamstring and realised, don't be stupid, you're too old. So I've got this bat, Stewie, two pound eight, thick, beautiful grains. Coxie couldn't even find it, mate. He just, all he found was the edge. That was it. So I thought, <laughs> when Coxie pulled out, I thought, should I do it? I went to the captain and he said, we've got nothing to lose, coach. We've got nothing in the second. He said, they've made nothing. What, Put what? yourself out there for humiliation. It's time for the return. <laughs> 17 years in the making, and I thought, am I brave enough? Am I silly enough? I've had no hits. I've had no preparation. Can you hear me making excuses? Yeah, this is all and, right, uh, Anyway, <laughs> let's cut a long story short, big fella. Thursday night, under the code of silence, we read the teams out because we didn't want it to be about the big show. And we named Cox in the team. But it was only a pseudo-selection. Oh, those... right. Yes. Yeah, it's like the yeah. old footy ones. Yeah, just going to slot Just to avoid in. any sort of, you know, media. Yeah, because, the... mate, paparazzi would have been sitting at the front oh, of your mate, Mount Eliza home. The Herald uh, Sun would be this. Yes. A current affair were lurking. You know, but <laughs> there was, it was big. So we kept it under the code of silence. Uh, let's cut a long story short. I pulled the uh, coloured gear out and I went down to Sorrento. And Sorrento have got the fastest bowler in the competition. A guy by the name of Jake Ward. You probably played against him, Ludy. He used to open the bowling for Frankston Peninsula. Uh, Possibly. He's a, good, he's a good man. And seriously, uh, he's got a bit of pace. You know, he's... What are I mean, we talking, 140? Lead. Yeah, I'd say 140. Yeah. And for local comp boys on the synthetic, don't forget synthetic that I hadn't played on since I was 15. Oh, it's what, no turf down there? No turf, mate. On the synthetic, bouncy stuff, uh, he scares a few. Uh, but, you know, it wouldn't scare Saka. The big show wouldn't be scared of that. <laughs> I was absolutely pooping myself. So uh, I thought, right, what am I going to do here? I'm going to have to manufacture a batting position that I can't. You know, he's finished. 
And then I thought, <laughs> you know what, coach? If you're going to put yourself out there for humiliation, you've got to have an impact. Don't hide down the order at number seven. If you're going to go, you're going. So I said to the skipper, I'll bat at four. He said, done. Oh, gee whiz. <laughs> number four, into the fire, boys. So, again, uh, just because you've had a bit of a fun with me with the relegation stuff, because that's not much fun. We go into the game, and just so our listeners know, it's all depending upon... If whoever wins out of Red Hill, Morning, uh, Mornington and Mount Eliza, you stay up and you don't get relegated, of course. The other two teams were playing first and second on the ladder. So I was quietly confident, well, they're going to lose, right? Yeah. But we're playing Sorrento, and I'm thinking, how are we going to manufacture something here? Long story short, we field first. Sorrento make eight for 180 in 40 overs. It's a 40-over game. That's not too eight bad. For that's, that's gettable. We're in the game. Short, straight boundaries. Didn't suit me because I've only slogged them over mid-wicket my whole life. But I thought, we can get these, <laughs> eight for 180. But what, Ludie, as you know, uh, your old coach, I had a sheet, obviously, with every combination of scenario that could unfold. Uh, and I gave it to my man on the sidelines. I won't say his name because he's pretty upset as well about what's happened. And uh, when I tell you guys, there'll be a bit of laughter. So uh, I've given him the sheet with all the scenarios. Now, if Red Hill make this many and take this many wickets, let's not bore our listeners. It was pretty complicated, and it was going to come down to percentage. Percentage worked out, boys, and interrupt me whenever you like, by how many runs your team scores for the year divided by how many wickets you lose. That gives you an average. Then, how many runs have been scored against your team by how many wickets you take gives you an average. You divide the two together. You know, it's Pythagoras stuff, but it's pretty simple if you understand it. And then you get your... Going into the game, gentlemen, just know this. Red Hill were on 0.77%. Mornington, my club, we were on 0.76%. It would be fair to say it was pretty close. Yep. Absolutely. So we're probably uh, talking a wicket here and there, are we? Like a wicket. That's what we're talking. We're talking a wicket or two here and there. So it was going to be important. We took eight for 180. We had Sorrento eight for 180. I got the scores uh, from from their game, and they bowled first as well. So it was pretty easy to pump the sum, sums in. And they, against the top team, <laughs> had them seven for 206. So, you're, so I'm not you're a rocket ahead. scientist, yeah. but I put ourselves in front. Yep. All right? Uh for some reason, my man on the sideline said uh, it's pretty close, so we've got to get some runs. No worries. We'll leave it at that. It was a bit more complicated. Out we go to bat, and I've got the pads on at number four. Little After fielding for 40 overs, you can imagine how my hamsters were going. And, and you my, didn't keep uh, anything, did you? No keeping. I had a knee operation about six weeks ago, so I, you know, I was wobbling at best. Another excuse, so Ludie. I hid myself at short mid-wicket and said to the young blokes, if it goes in the deep, you're running, not the coach. Short mid-wicket, took a couple of absolute pearlers, by the way. Full stretch to me right in one mitt. uh, Pulled two of the easiest catches you've ever seen, big fella. Straight to me. If I'd have dropped them, they would have been... uh... So I'm a bit nervous, and the big quick opens up, and he tears in, and he's bouncing our top order. And Mornington get off to their usual positive start. We're two for 12. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> there was nowhere to hide I had to come down the stairs at Sorrento oh. I walked past the great Tony Jewell A Richmond Premiership coach He's a resident of Sorrento I think Mike Sheen was down there to watch uh, <laughs> There was a fair crowd on the local venue ground And it'd be fair to say that They were well oiled by 4 o'clock in the afternoon 
and the boys on the hill sensed that a little fat bloke was wobbling out to the middle. <laughs> and it started. It started. What size pants are they you've got on? Give a young bloke a go. It started. And I thought, what have I, what have I got myself in for? And I look up, and the big fella's out there waiting for me. And I'm thinking, I don't think, if he bounces me, I don't think my arthritic knees will be able to duck under the ball. <laughs> what were you Luke, thinking? What I'm you thinking, thinking, what am I, how can I pull, can I play the pull shot? I don't reckon I'm going to be quick enough to get in position. So I worked out, I worked out a plan, Ludy. I was going to go leg side of the ball, sort of Callum Ferguson style. And I was just going to slap him over third man if he had the audacity to bump the uh, old boy. <laughs> first ball, he was always going to bump your first ball. In other words, you were uh, getting behind it. For Not, oh, there was no chance in behind it. No chance. I valued my fingers. Uh, luckily, boys, when I went out there, there was one ball left in this little medium paces over. His last name was Bench, and I called him the warmer. So uh, when, uh, when he was uh, batting, I, I loosened him up a bit with a couple of comments about being the bench warmer. He was bowling these little, little dinky mediums that you get in local cricket. Hey, on the spot, he'd actually taken the two wickets, not the big quick. Yeah. And I got to face one ball. And, and all I could think about was Chad Sayers. I mean, seriously, that's how slow he was. <laughs> so just coming out of his hand, it was Chad Sayers like, you know. So I thought I've got to make a statement to coach. So I took centre, Ludes, and I batted three metres out of McCreese. Three metres out. And the the Sereno boys are looking at me going, "What's the matter with this bloke? Has he lost the plot?" And so I wasn't going to let him just nip on a good length. I just got him on the half volley. I I just played forward to the first ball, and then it started. The Sorrento boys looked up at me after my first ball. Do you know that uh, Mornington have been around for 158 years and no coach has ever taken them to relegation? As we're two for 12, and the well big quick got Sorrento. some saliva coming out of his nose, ready to have a crack at the wheelchair Olympics. Uh, I'm a little bit nervous, but my young fellow was on strike, the 20-year-old opener with a bit of talent. And I said to him, I said, you take the big quick and I'll take the medium. He said, no, coach. He said, I want to see you bat. He said, back up. I said, listen, mate, I'm, 50, I'm 51 years of age, right? I'm 51. I haven't played for 17 years. Mate, come on. Don't be stupid. I said, now, listen, don't take any quick singles because that'll be diabolical. If you hit it through the field, I reckon I can get back for two, but don't think about running three. Pretty clear instructions for the youngster. Is that fair? Yes, mate, absolutely. The big quick tears in, and the first ball, he bowls it on the hip of my 20-year-old opener who drops it at short mid-wicket and calls yes and takes off for a quick single. Sarka Sarka was halfway down. (laughs) You haven't been running out, have you? (laughs) When their fielder picked it up, and I thought, what a return this has been. A diamond duck without even facing a rock. <laughs> Their fielder picks it up, and it was actually the big fella in his follow-through. That's how slow Sarka was off the mark. The big fella's followed through, and he's picked the ball up, and I'm not joking. Five metres away, he shied at the stumps, and I was five metres short. I thought about diving. I thought about it, and I thought, I'll just take my embarrassment, and I'll walk off. Much to my disgust, he missed the stumps. <laughs> you so I survived the diamond duck. <laughs>
I'm on strike. The big fella's steaming in at 140 clicks. It's a bit overcast. I'm thinking I, I'm going to die. I, I don't know what is going to come here. And I said to him at the non-strikers, I said, you look after an old man. Have pity on an old man. You can imagine his response did you, to that. Did you have the helmet and everything on, mate? Did you, you had everything I, on? I, I wasn't going to wear the helmet because I remembered my late great coach, John Scholes. He said, don't wear a helmet. It's a sign of weakness. And I thought, <laughs> my, my, my wife and children, Ludi, had my children had never seen me play cricket. They'd driven all the way down to Sorrento in anticipation <laughs> of their dad. <laughs> Hoping, hoping that dad could produce. Did you so wear the Greg, Greg Shepard mattress? I didn't wear that. I just had the pads and the thigh pad, but I did have the lid on because I didn't want to be silly. So I had the blue lid on. Might have had a little bit of sticky tape over the Victorian badge because that was all I had. <laughs> Cover up the old Victorian badge for you. Full <laughs> shooting. Didn't top much stick for that as well off the Sorrento boys. What helmet's that, coach? Oh, that's a Mornington helmet. Why you got a sticky table? Oh, well. anyway, we're building up a lot to uh, to the. Uh, so I've survived the diamond duck. The big fella tears in, and I'm thinking he's bouncing me for sure. So I'm I'm back, not across. I'm back outside leg stump, waiting for the slap over point. The big fella pitches it up on the stumps, and I've just thrown me pad, me bat, everything at it. I don't know how, but I kept it out somehow. I won't run you through every ball of my majestic, magnificent 31 runs. What, you made 31? Uh, 30, <laughs> hey, oh, that's huge. Uh, Gee, Sorrento, that's 10 above your average. That's <laughs> double my average, Luke. That's doubled my average. That's massive. So you've made 31. Well, I just closed my eyes and slogged a couple. Played a beautiful straight drive down the ground. I, I surprised myself. I, surpri- I thought, what's going on here? But be fair to say, the pace between the wickets wasn't that good. I probably wasn't helping my team, apart from not getting out. After I run the first two that I clipped off me pads, Ludy, beautiful shot it was, I've, I've, I've run a two. <laughs> the boy in the gully, uh, their opening batsman, he's sort of laughing, and I'm thinking, what's he laughing at? He was laughing because I was breathing at, uh, I reckon, 40 breaths per second, and I had to sort of hold up play a little bit, to which the man at point uh, yelled out, hey, boys, I think this bloke's about to have a heart attack. (laughs) I pulled away from my batting stance, and I looked him in the eye, and I said, you better be careful what you wish for, son. I had one last year. Wasn't that an atmosphere killer? <laughs> the boys went silent, and he looked at me, and like I didn't give a shit what he said. It was beautiful, and, and I looked at him like he'd really upset me, Lou, as you would imagine. I said, "Mate, I had a heart attack last year. I've got two stents in." He goes, "Oh shit, sorry, mate. I, I'm really sorry about that." So it was like the reverse crank, if you like. Yeah, that's but perfect. We, know, we shouldn't joke about that. I did have a heart attack, and yeah, I have got yeah. two stents, and I'm out there, and my ticket's going hard. And then he said, hey, coach, he's calling me coach. He goes, hey, coach, the ambulance is straight across the road. Don't worry if you need it. It's closed. <laughs> this is the shit I'm dealing with, gentlemen, on Saturday afternoon. Oh. And I should be adding up the sums on the sideline. I'm out in the middle of a shit fight. Oh, so 31, okay. so you've dug in. You've dug in for the soil. dug in. Dug in for the team. We got to 20 overs, boys. That's the drinks break. This is where the shit really starts. So you're still so in at the out. 20. You're still in. That's a good effort. 20th over. I'm probably, I don't know, I'm probably 20 not out at this stage. 
and think, oh, well, we better, we're getting a bit behind the run rate here. However, remember what I said earlier. The essence of this game on Saturday was relegation for the team. The worst loser was going down. So I called my man out of drinks. Come and tell me. Come out. Bring the paper out. Now, what's going on in the other games? He's been given the scores, as I said, uh, that uh, seven for 200 the other game. And Red Hill Chasing had shut up shop. They figured their best method was not to lose wickets. And I'd worked out in my head that that was also the best method because we were in trouble. Sorry, at drinks, gentlemen, we're six for 60 and Sarka's 20 of them. We're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. So if we, if we get bowled out, we're cooked. We're going down. So I said to my man, I'll remain un, unnamed, I said, hey, Rob, um, now listen, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that our best method right now is to block the day out because the, the big quick's finished now. He's done his eight. He's, he's thrown everything at Sarka and didn't get him out. So the quick's finished and they got pie chuckers. They've got nothing, mate. They've got little pop uh, chatty sayers is coming from the other end. <laughs> so that's me. I'm thinking, I'll oh, bat the day out. Uh, Sarka, the big show, will save the day. With uh, the, the captain's in with me, and he's he's capable. So we're thinking we're going to just bat the day out, and we'll be safe. The message from my man, he said, no, no, no. He said, uh, six for 60, we've got to get more runs. I said, how many do we have to be at the end? I said, this is important. He said, I can't tell you exactly, but I reckon we need to be about 140 at the end of the day. And I'm thinking, shit, we've still got to get a few runs for me. I said, really? I said, you need to get those sums right. What had happened, gentlemen, the scores that came from Red Hill game, <laughs> right? Listen to this nightmare. Uh, the other team, uh, I was told, was seven down for 206. They were actually only five down for 206. Now, the difference of those two wickets, without confusing anybody, was roughly about 40 runs. So we didn't need 140 at all. All we needed was 100 runs and not get bowled out oh, and we were safe no. as houses. The message is, <laughs> hey, coach, you've got you to hit a few. And I'm a bit confused. I'm batting and I'm a bit puffed. And I'm thinking, I don't know about this. I'm worried about this. I didn't really have a calculator in my pocket. <laughs> so I go out the, after you drinks. didn't have the right score either. I go out after drinks and, I don't know, I whacked a few. I whacked a couple of fours off the next over. I then, uh, I don't know, I got to 30. I, I advanced to this young spinner, smacked it straight to mid-off, out. I'm out for 31. You know, I'm shattered. But I thought, well, we got that's the message. Get some runs. So I go in, I grab my iPad, start plugging in the numbers. I'm thinking, hmm, okay, we've got to keep scoring here. The message that we got from Red Hill, which I later found out, was actually a message off the local radio station that POB <laughs> was seven for 206, when really they were five for 206. And I'll repeat, those two wickets were very, very important. I then phoned a good friend of mine from the seconds who was at the game, but he'd left. And I said, mate, can you go back? I need the scorebook. Uh, that man will remain nameless because he's really upset about this. It's actually, I'm joking about it. The only reason I'm joking is it's really serious because the outcome is horrific. He's left the ground and he's going back to our club. He said, oh, mate, I don't know whether they'll five down or seven down. I said, it's pretty bloody important. Well, the radio said seven. Let's go with seven. So we've, again, long story short, gents, we've done our numbers on seven. So we kept trying to score, which we did, and we got to 132 with two overs to go in the game, and we're nine down. The captain's still there fighting brilliantly on 40 not out, and our number 11, who can't spell that, um, he's out in the middle. He slogs a six. 
and I'm thinking, good man. So I'm still hopeful. He gets out with two overs to go. Don't laugh, boys. This is a serious part. He gets out slogging with two overs to go. We come off, you know, we're upset. We've lost the game. Uh, and being told by my men on the sidelines, we're stuffed, you know, because we lost 10 wickets and uh, because they seven wickets. Of the, we, we're stuffed. That's what we're told. We're stuffed. So resignation was relegation. And you can imagine how that went with me, Ludy. I'm sitting in the rooms. <laughs> For a serious moment, it was pretty emotional. Oh. Uh, 158 years of history. You can laugh in a minute. Oh, uh, humilia- humiliation. Oh. So anyway, we go back to our club because there's a big shindig on. And, you know, I'm shattered. Uh, yeah, half an hour later, the boys are up singing karaoke. Clearly, they were gutted as well. <laughs> uh, you know, let's get on the gas. And I'm, I'm devastated. So I come home. Uh, uh, sorry, one part I failed to explain. So we're, we're, I'm thinking... It, the story's not finished. I know it's a long one, and interject if you like, Luke. But I'm thinking we're done. Uh, on the way home from Sorrento to Mornington, it's a fair drive, boys. It's probably, I'm trying to think on your side of the world, maybe uh, Barwon heads to Geelong, uh, a bit further, a bit further than that. And it's on the freeway. You probably don't know the uh, the rich part of this, this side of the, the peninsula. You guys only know the sort of low we're, socioeconomic side. We're not side. allowed over there. Yep. So I... This is one for a bit of humour before I go back to serious. I'm driving home in the car from Sorrento to Mornington, pretty sombre. No, no radio. I didn't want to hear music. I had a little cold. I, should, I had a little little drink responsibly, but I did have a little stubby, just a one stubby trip. Think, how am I going to go back to the club and face the humiliation? You hopeless case. You imbecile. <laughs> well, I'm on the freeway, boys, cruising along at 100 kilometres. Not one... Not one, but both legs go into spasm and cramp. <laughs> Uncontrollable. I've got one on the accelerator, and I'm in un- I've swerved off the freeway, and ready for this, I've rolled out of the car, and I'm on the side of the road with both legs up in the air cramped. <laughs> People are driving past thinking, what is going on on the freeway? I have got both legs in severe cramp. 17 years since I played the game. I fielded for 40 overs and batted for 20. Surely I didn't feel that bad. Surely but the a photo of that. You can relate to this, Stewie, can't you? Oh, I did do two hamstrings once. Mate, I've got cramp in both legs. And, and like horrendous cramp. Couldn't get rid of it. I'm rolling on the side of the freeway. Uh, I actually sort of wish someone had taken a photo so I could have sent it to you guys. <laughs> and I was too scared to get back in the car. Because I thought, if I get back in the car and I'm driving and I cramp again, what if I have an accident? So I was worried. So I put my seat back as far as I could get it. And I got my legs sort of like, a bit like Stifler's mum I was. I was just straight out on the Viagra. Home I went, jumped in a hot bath, got the old Epsom salts in there, had a couple of dimmies just to get a bit of salt into me, <laughs> and uh, down to the club for a couple of beers, humiliated. I wake up Sunday morning, gentlemen. Uh, as you would imagine, the body on Sunday morning, uh, I've never had rigor mortis, but I reckon that rigor mortis is <laughs> <upset> in. <laughs> I was... Mate, I was a honeymooners. I was just could not. I, I actually, I'm embarrassed to say this. I couldn't 
<laughs> physically get out of bed. <laughs> so the RSPCA came down and uh, pushed me out of bed. I get up and there's a message from the captain. He said, Coach, you need to ring me. I'm thinking, oh, what's happened? Someone got in trouble last night. He said, Coach, get the ladder. Get the ladder. What, what, I said, what do you mean? He said, mate, you need to look at the percentage. I said, what do you mean? We're done. He goes, Coach, Red Hill, percentage, 0.74. Mornington, percentage, 0.74. I said, what? Oh, no. Identi- I said, what? I said, hang on a minute. So I've opened the bloody app and my cricket, sure enough, the captain's right. We are both on the same percentage last. Oh. And I'm thinking, what is going on here? Then the piece of the jigsaw clicked. Those two wickets that I referred to, all right, in their score, uh, that they, they, only, they only took five wickets, not seven. And we took eight wickets. And I knew at the start of the day a differential of three wickets or 50 runs and we were home. So the differential of three wickets. So now it's come down to the batting, of which we were told to get some runs. Red Hill boys, they, they shut up shop, Ludy, and they made, in response to the 200, they made five shut up shop 99 runs. Oh. We got bowled out with two overs to go for 132. Oh. The percentage, without complicating it again, we are identical. However, I went a little bit further than that. You're ready for the pain. Oh, Red it... Hill. Red Hill. 0.742. So let's go to the third decimal place. Uh, Mornington. 0.738. Rounded up becomes 0.74. They've done us on percentage by 0. 0.005. Oh, so what? That's probably just one wicket. What's happened? Chuck's hit his. He's put us on. He's put us on. What's he done? He's put us on hold. You've put us on hold. We got the. We got the porn music. You know why I put you on hold? I put you on hold because point zero zero five. Like I've been point oh five in my day. But point zero zero five. this was too much for the coach to bear. Physically, I couldn't move. <laughs> Mentally, I was numb. Oh, no. I did a bit of investigation. Uh, Ludie, you could probably imagine the phone call that I made to my stats man. Oh, toys out of the cot. Uh, and he had no answers. Uh, I rang another senior club member that was at the ground and I and I was very polite to him. I said, do you realise that we've been relegated by 0.005%? Basically, and again, it's, it, it's everyone's fault, we got the wrong information. Uh, if, here's the real painful blow, and I know this has been a long story, and I hope our listeners haven't switched off, because it, it happens in club cricket, mm-hmm. and it's destroyed me. It's destroyed me, honestly, boys. Um, how, how about this? Because I've, done the numbers yesterday and today and tonight until you boys, until you boys if if we had the right information right and the and the coach and my man if we'd have said to number 11 block out the last two overs nine for 132 we would have gone we would have stayed up 
by 0. 0.005. Oh, so one <laughs> wicket made this cost you. Your wickets cost them, really. Pretty much Saka cost them. Uh, that that mate, is unbelievable. And so, mate, so, can, well, what, story. What, that, is, that is an amazing story that's gone down to the wire by that. A uh, couple of things. One so, wicket over a whole year. Over what, a whole year, it's come down to that. And we, we uh, sorry, I, I mean, the club probably won't like me talking about it. We, and me included, we totally stuffed it up. One, that we batted terribly. Yeah. But if, if, if I'd have stayed in instead of attacking the spinner, you know, or even if we lost two more wickets, mate, the result is anything but getting bowled out, we stayed up. Well, it'd be fair to say a few of the old boys at the club are not real impressed. Uh, it's caused oh. a bit of a stink around the peninsula. That's what I want and, to ask because it, it, it does mean oh, a lot, yeah. doesn't it? Oh, mate. Well, mate, 158 years. I mean, Simon Goosey, who we had earlier in, in our Series 1 as a guest, he's coach of the Mornington Football Club. Yeah. And uh, he took them last year to relegation. Well, the, the town nearly closed down. They got demoted. And, and now your friend has taken the career club down. So it'd be fair to say Goosey and Berry, uh, they're having a spit roast down Main Street and they're going to stick one up my clacker, they're going to stick one up Goosey's clacker and roast us in the town centre. Oh, so, so mate, <laughs> I have to ask, so where where does that, you know, like, has there been some uh, some frank dis- discussions with the coach and uh, where does that leave you, Chuckler? What, what, if, if, is that well, it or what? We, we'll call fun, it. Fun, funny you should ask that question, big fella, because I think Ludie was thinking it. So, uh, Saka, you know, as Ludy said, just been sacked from 52 jobs around the world. Uh, <laughs> couldn't take it anymore. So, uh, two weeks ago, clever Saka. I fell on my own sword. <laughs> and I thought, I'm going to get myself before they get me. <laughs> and uh, quietly had a word to the Prez. I said, Prez, I'll do you a favour. Listen, save your 50 grand next year. Don't invest 50 in Saka. I'll throw that in there because that'll throw the cat amongst the pigeons when the locals lose to it. Well, maybe a a quarter of that, we'll say. Uh, And, uh, you know, in all seriousness, in a year of COVID, uh, money's not easy to get in local clubs. So I said, you know, to the Prez, save that cash. Don't worry about Saka for next year. Prez didn't fight me on it. Didn't fight me too hard on that voice. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Chuck. Yeah, no, that's all good, mate. Yeah, no, look, uh, you're giving me the best shot, Sucker, and uh, thanks for your noble gesture to save us a bit of cash, and uh, basically, can you piss off? Can, can I just ask one question, okay? And, and I'm sitting here listening to that story, and it was a brilliant story, mate, and you tell it so well. But, you know, like Jamie Cox pulls the pin, um, and you're thinking to yourself, you know, right, I'm, I'm going to have to play here. What about your old mate on the podcast, Timmy Ludeman, not that long out of uh, cricket, like surely, uh, you know, a good mate of yours could have just said, hey, I'll come there and I'll play the last game for you, Chuck, and try and help you out. You would hope so. I went down that path at the start of the year. I offered I offered exorbitant amounts. I offered to pay for the ferry between Queenscliff and Sorrento to get him over $120 a week, and he refused that lucrative <laughs> offer. Uh, so That's I true. Wasn't that is gonna... true, actually. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, he was one of 76 people that I phoned uh, because I knew we were in trouble. We lost, we lost three players at the end of last year. But you know what? Hey, the buck stops with the coach. All jokes aside, yeah. and uh, <clears throat> yep, am I humiliated? 
Absolutely I am. Am I frustrated? Uh, Ludy, do you reckon I gave it my best shot? <laughs> I reckon 110% you would give it, for sure. Mate, and 31, and... like a 51-year-old making 31 not out. That is a good <clears> effort. <throat> not batting or anything, you know, like you had no lead into that clash. I think that uh, speaks volumes, mate. That was huge. And I was feeling that I got out too. because, And again, I got out in pursuit of quick runs. A young little off, he got me out and I smacked in the mid-off and... So you reckon I played that dismissal over and over in my head? I mean, you can. We're having a bit of fun with this now, but honestly, I I, I didn't go to work today because physically I am absolutely. <laughs> right. and, and I actually think, big fella, yeah, the old you know the old man's injury. I've ne- I never did a calf or a hammy anything. Ooh, my right muscle. calf, my right calf. I never I never did it in the game. But I tell you what, my right calf is like Gary Ayres' right calf. <laughs> it's a hot air balloon, mate. <laughs> Massive. Oh, I love it, mate. Hey, you spoke about no, Simon mate. Goosey. Now, remember when we had the goose step on? Uh, and oh, you yes. wouldn't play him, you know? Like, you weren't playing him in the ones. He was getting wickets. He was making runs. And you just wouldn't give him a look in. Uh, wasn't yep. there a little bet between you two? Um, did that ever come to fruition? Funny you should ask that, because uh, the bet we had when he was on, he said, will you be brave enough to bat a training coach? So after my shit story, I better give you a quick good one. So it was the last training last Thursday night, and you know no one really knew except the captain and I that I was contemplating playing. So I said to Goose, righto, the challenge. He said, you're on. The challenge was he had to bowl 24 balls to me in the centre wicket, and I had to score 20 runs with a proper field, and he could set it. And uh, we had that challenge last Thursday night for a bit of fun awesome. at the end of training. Uh, look, it, it was sort of like taking candy off a, off a baby, really. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, you're talking about a footballer who, who kicked uh, 100 goals 13 years in a row, a pretty d- decent one. He bowls these filthy leg spinners. They wouldn't spin. They don't. Wouldn't spin on a merry-go-round. Uh, they float up. Well, as I said, I mean, I felt sorry for him. It was a, it was a no contest. So, so what, only took, how long did it take you? How many balls to get the 20, 24? 16 balls. 16 balls to get the runs. <laughs> and uh, he was humiliated. I said, would you like to continue or have you had enough? To his credit, he bowled out the 24 balls. And uh, it was a sort of, as I said, it was a non-event. I mean, you should give him a ring. And, and as a consequence <laughs> of that, a Thursday night, uh, he'd been playing in the seconds all year. Uh, and after Thursday night's sort of showing, I dropped him to the thirds for the last round of the year. <laughs> oh, that would have gone down well too. Well, it went down well when I said, look, we're going for the youth policy. Uh, and then and you're Simon, playing? Hang on a minute. Far too old at 48. <laughs> so down, the youth policy, he's going down, and then uh, Saka read his name out in the ones. Yeah, that went down like a wrought iron hang glider, that one. <laughs> so, fair to say, Chuck, uh, you know, you'd you be venturing back to the, to the clubhouse in the next uh, couple of weeks, mate, just to stick your head in, or you might not possibly be there ever again. Well, the, the, the real issue we've got now, the real issue, and we may as well bring it to a head on air on our show. <laughs> you guys you guys have invited me to Graham Manu Cricket Club up in uh, Lugie's yes. old bushland. Uh, on the 27th of March. That'll be a big day for the Manu Career Club because Chuck Ludy and the big fella going live. Just to sort of rub a little bit of salt into the wound, the, the president says to me, after, you know, he really fought hard for my resignation. 
He said, now, Coach, we would love you we would love you to deliver a farewell speech at presentation night mm. uh, on the 27th of March. And I said, uh, oh. mate, I've got a commitment. I've got a commitment up the bush. He said, well, Coach, you can't, you can't take us to the shithole and then just walk out on us. <laughs> so what are you doing? Are you going to do it via Zoom or what? How's this going to work? I'm, I'm between a rock and a hard place. So I'm just sort of waiting until the rigor mortis unsettles. Uh, and see if I can walk again, but I'm just putting it. Uh, I I am I'm torn. Look, I really need to be at, at the club that I've taken the relegation. I think that what they really want to hear from me, not. Uh, so <laughs> can't you do like you know? I'm I'm being honest here. Like yeah, you know, like especially during COVID times and that. Couldn't you do just a little message, a video recording, saying, "Listen, I'm sorry, I'm not there, <laughs> guys." Um, <laughs> You know, like I just, you know, thank you for for you know what we've achieved. Uh, yeah, <laughs> thank, together as an organisation that I brought to your club. Thank, yep. Like, like honestly, because you know what's going to happen if you go there, mate. Everyone's going to be half tipsy, and you know, oh, there's something that will happen. And those blokes in the thirds that I've given the half to, and you know, did the ones that were averaging nine and saying, "Why haven't you promoted me?" Did you imagine them and they've had a few frothies? <laughs> with, 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 with now the outgoing coach that took them down. <laughs> so what? So, so more the career club go back to Division Two next year. Yeah, thank, thanks very much for that. Uh, <laughs> uh, by, wow. by, should, we, should we just say it again? By point zero zero five. Mm, just one wicket. Just one wicket. Yes, Ludy. Well, 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 Chuck brought up Manu. I just wanted to talk a bit about Manu. But I've got a bit more info. They're, uh, it's a T20 charity match for the Good Friday Appeal and the Manu oh, awesome. Pool. Oh, beautiful. So we're going to do a T20 match followed by a sportsman's evening. So and, if and you're in all... the area or you're at a loose stand on the 27th, make sure you buy a ticket and get on down there. And are we uh, are we in the same team together, you blokes, or how does that work? I believe so. I think so. I think we're. I think we're actually playing against a proper opposition. Oh, so, oh no, no mad quicks. Oh, I don't know. Don't know about that. I can't confirm or deny. But they, Stewie, you probably know a few of the boys. They've had some good horses. They're into their their punt up that way. They've had a Melbourne Cup, Prince of Penzance. Oh, right. And so... they've got uh, they've got Be Good to Your Mother and Luna Fox. They're big horse owners. These boys. They know. They well, know. Luna, horses Luna Fox farm. just won the Australian Guineas. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're from Manu. They're, they're, they're good breeders up that way. They know what they're doing. No wonder they're wanting, uh, you know, the no, number no, two. No wonder they're offering the pay us 10 large to get up there, boys, eh? <laughs> I'd say because they're a big punting. Don't worry about the two cricketing draw cards. I think MrRacing.com's a draw card for that horse racing fraternity up there. I think I think on the number one up there on the night, boys, and I hate to say it, I think you boys are going to have to take a little back seat to the big boy. Happy to. I, I might Happy take to. A real backseat. You might have to organise one of your jockey friends or, you know, uh, drink beer and take beer or something. You're going to have to do... You're going to have to pull something out because, I, uh, look, unless the president just sort of lets me out of the night easily to say, look, we probably don't need you there either because you were so shit out. Uh, you're not welcome at presentation night, which could happen. Um, mm. I'm just a little concerned about my visit to Manu. So... Uh, Look, I'll make a decision for you in the next few days because uh, we've just got to confirm down here with obviously numbers at, at uh, functions and all that type of stuff. Um, 
and uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what unfolds. Well, well, if if you don't, like I, you know, this is just strange. But I, I reckon if we get in early enough, we might be able to bring Lindsay Smith or something up, maybe in the car, and uh, he's got some cracking stories as well. So let us know, sucks. But I think you've got to be there, mate. I, I know you've got to be there for mornings, but I reckon a pre-recorded uh, gives you a chance to kind of prepare a statement. Um, you know, you can let your media people have a look at it before you know it goes out. Make sure you say the right things. Um, yeah, I think it's got some merit. The other option, I suppose, given the way that I am moving today, is I just send you a cardboard cutout of me, and you can stick that at me, Vic and Manu, and just pretend I'm there because that's about what I'll be offering uh, at this rate. <laughs> do, do, do they do they make cardboard cutouts big enough? <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm a bit worried about my whites now, actually. Have you got any colours, you blokes? I'm actually chucking. Have you got a spare pair of colours you can send out my way, mate? Yeah, I, they gave me a pair of blues uh, blues for the weekend, and uh, I think they got it off a hot air balloon, and they sewed, sewed two sides together. And uh, <laughs> that's what I had for the weekend, the XLs. <laughs> Jeez, XL. No, I'm, I'm skinny, skinny down below, just big up top. You know, just... <laughs> <laughs> Can't tell you how sore I am, boys. Like, oh, I'm sitting here mate. doing this podcast with you, and I've got both legs up on the bench <laughs> with a fear of bending them that that cramp might reappear. Oh. And that crab crawl over the freeway on Mornington Peninsula the other night, 8.15 Saturday night, rolling on the side of the road, is going to return. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh, great story, mate. Seriously. It was, it was that funny. I was laughing at myself, actually, on the road. I was thinking, how, how bad is this? How bad is this? Uh, and, and what we must say too, Manu Cricket Club, thanks for having us. It's going to be a heap of fun, that is for sure. And hopefully we can get Big Saka up there. But if not, um, we'll, we'll certainly uh, we'll, we'll make a day of it and a night of it, that is for sure. So going to be good fun. I just want to uh, drop this. And I reckon... Oh, re- quickies with Saka. No, 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 no. Just all <laughs> thanks to the Nissan Warrior. If you had the Nissan Warrior, mate, if we had to set you down one, uh, me or Ludi or Bolshi, um, yeah. you would not have had the cramping issues because there's plenty of leg room in the Nissan Warrior, big fella. Magnificent well, motor vehicle. I know it is magnificent. If you can get Bolshi to send a Nissan Warrior to Mount Eliza <laughs> to pick me up, that could be the persuading... <laughs> Little vote to get me up to the Graham Manu. Do you know what? I was actually just thinking I probably need to go and get the Warrior, don't I? And uh, we need to bring it up to Manu because uh, that's the kind of motor vehicle that they want to see up there. There's every yeah, chance, definitely. Every chance a few of those boys might... Uh, get might Bolshe on the trip. That, actually, Bolshe... That's not good silly. Idea. Yeah, that's not silly. Let's Get uh, Bolshe yeah. to drive. That's an even better idea. Than we can get on the source. Bolshe can drive the Warrior... And don't you worry about that. Just about 10 after midnight, I'll be slipping those keys. The warrior will disappear. Straight back down to Mount Eliza. Back down to the mountain home where all the ladies' names are Joan. <laughs> oh, absolutely love it. Hey, boys, uh, cracking little show. Great story, Chuck. And uh, who needs oh, Viv Richards when you've got Darren no. Berry? Like, honestly, Ludie. <laughs> out with, Ludie, out with the master blaster and in with the fat blaster. <laughs> Think for one one little thing before I go. I want to be serious for a second because the Ludeman household was quite sad throughout the week. We lost oh, uh, my grandpa, Vic, Vic Ludeman. Absolutely, um, who was um, an absolute ripper, and you know he did a lot um, a lot for my sporting career and my my cricket ambitions. Um, he was quite influential. So I just want to say rest in peace, Victor, and um, 
yeah, condolences to all my Ludeman family. Uh, good on you, mate. Well said. And I must admit, I uh, I didn't know Vic a great deal. I knew him to say good day to. Um, but uh, just hearing the stories and uh, ripping fella, and, and I, might, I must share this little story because my mum, uh, you know, in, in the last couple of years, is, you know, she's kind of semi-retired, but she did go back and she's been a nurse for a long time, working at uh, Mercy Health in Warrnambool, and uh, your uh, grandpa was in there, and uh, mum would work yeah, Friday nights, and uh, one of your uncles, the great uh, Peter Ludeman, superstar, uh, every Friday night he'd rock in and uh, he'd have a couple of stubbies uh, up the jacket. And after about the third or fourth week, the old girl said to Pete, Pete, I know you've got beers in there, mate. You don't have to hide them anymore. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was sneaking the beers in the Vic. And uh, they used to sit up on a Friday night and tell stories, they tell me. So uh, by all accounts, just a ripping fella, mate. So condolences to you and the family, big fella. Yeah, agreed, Ludie. From this end, I spoke to your pop, obviously, uh, a couple of times, and I know how proud he was of, of all his grandchildren and his children. But, uh, you know, I had a couple of chats with him about your cricket, and, you know, I, I tried to tell him it, it wasn't my fault that you couldn't bat. I did ensure him of that. <laughs> uh, but he was, I'm making light of a serious situation. And, uh, yeah, condolences to all the Ludemans down there because he was a, a wonderful, uh, can I just say, big fella, a gentleman, a yeah. gentleman. Absolutely. Magnificent. Nah, well said, Chuck. That is for sure, mate. I know it was a great send-off the other day too, Lude. So good on you, big fella. And uh, I just wanted to go out tonight on a different little song. I, I just, you know, when Chuck had kind of shared his story today, Ludes, it just reminded me, uh, you know, of just, you know, baseball players, they come out to the pitches and that they come out to songs. And I thought, yep. just, you know, Chuck coming out of retirement, this just come to kind of sprung to mind. I hope. I don't know what this is. <laughs> Sean Tate. Was that beaming down there at the speakers at Sorrento, mate, with Tony Jewell and Mikey Sheen and the crew? <laughs> uh, I think it was a little yeah. bit more like Springsteen. They had Bruce Chuck, Springsteen Chuck on. Chuck had up Mike Sheen to get down there. That's why it was the article in the paper. That's today, why though, the yeah. Herald Sun rule over. <laughs> have they got any pictures? I might have added a bit of mayonnaise. Mike Sheen I didn't see, but I did see Tony Jewell. <laughs> Tony Jewell had a go at me as I walked off. <laughs> Uh, and uh, but I, yeah, Mike Sheen's a regular, but I didn't see him the other day. But uh, well, I thought you would have had Bruce Springsteen about sort of uh, pass me by glory days. <laughs> Actually, I can get that for you. Is that what you want to get? Get glory with? days up, or uh, what about John Fogarty? Put me in coach. I'm ready to play. Today I could be centre field. Here you go. There are a few. Here you go. Good on you, boys. Great to talk. Sit back and enjoy. See you, boys. See you, boys. Longest intro ever of a song here. What's going on? <laughs> you other word, song pusher. Just push Bruce Springsteen. Here he comes. There's some baseball. Hang on. It's official video. It's coming. It's coming. Oh, that's better. <laughs> you are hopeless, big fella. See ya, boys. See ya.